seems to me congratulations are in order, maybe even a party. A year ago, the feminization boudoir was started by Kylie Gable, and now there are many wonderful, peerless doms, as well as talented voices reading these feminization, forced feminization and sissification books. So, since it's going to be a party, I'm going to quote our buddy Tom Petty. Uh, Kylie, oh my my, oh hell yes, honey put on that party dress. We're going to let Kylie wear the dress and the heels. I'm not very girly like that. Me, myself, I'm going to wear a jewel-toned velour tracksuit. Unzipped partway, gold chain, you know the look. This is Mistress DJ. See you on the podcast. Hey, Kylie. Happy anniversary to the Feminization Boudoir. It's been fun. Can't wait to do more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Feminization Boudoir from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and this is the one-year anniversary show for the Feminization Boudoir podcast. The first episode aired last May 6th. It was not terribly ambitious. I didn't speak a word in the entire thing. I played a very short clip of an audio, much shorter than the ones you get now, and um, that was it. We've come a really long way, and I'm thrilled to ha- and excited to have you here with me. So, um, before we get started, I, yes, you just heard two uh, anniversary wishes. The first one from Mistress DJ, and the second one from Shayla Aspasia. And um, they're kind of part of, let me just call them the Fab Five. I have got a lot of different women who have recorded audio for us over the past year, and they've all been great in their own way. Some of them just really captured the essence of the story or had great dialogue or really differentiated the characters well. Um, But I guess what makes these five women unique for me is that they have come time and again to record audios. So we don't just have one, we don't just have two. I really can't pick a favorite, but I have to say, without all the women, but especially these five, recording audios for me, um, the the show would have 20 people listening to it, and uh, it really wouldn't be very successful at all. I wrote 90% of the audio on here. Um, We've had a couple of audios from uh, Pamela Harlow, and... um, one really short story from Diane Calloway. But other than that, most all these audios on here have been written by me. Still, I don't contribute that much to this show. The podcast, which I keep calling a show, it's really about how well these women are able to convey the emotions, the feelings, and the story. So I am so grateful for all of them. And uh, in a moment, we're going to have another clip This one is from um, Shayla Aspasia, who is reading about my college experiences, College Changes a Guy. And one thing I did want to tell you, I I, I got some feedback from a couple people this week. Guy, thank you so much. Um, It's been great talking to you. And one of the things that Guy said was um, he did not... um, 
He didn't he didn't know how to feel about college change as a guy. He he loved it, but on the other hand, he also, you know, didn't like that I was abused. I didn't really talk about enjoying feminization. So let me put it this way. I would not be doing a feminization podcast if I didn't love it. The type I love is specifically forced feminization, and what happened to me, there's no other way to put it but to say it was forced. However, you know, if I had really, really hated what they were doing, they had me really well trapped. But if I really had hated it, it would not have gone on as long as it did. At some point, subconsciously, I, I started really liking it, and then consciously I realized how much I loved it and how erotic and thrilling and exciting it was. So... Um, yeah, right now, the part of uh, College Change as a guy, the part we're in, I haven't realized any of this yet. It's going to come, though, where I start going, hey, I kind of like this whole feminization thing. Um, so just understand, I'm, I'm not being abused. It might seem like it at the time, but I'm still friends with two of these women. I'm really trying to get one of them on the podcast, and I, I'm doing a podcast. I mean, and I've written how many books about forced feminization. That should tell you, this is not a living nightmare for me. So, College Changes a Guy, um, a new reading from Shayla Aspasia, right after this message. Kylie, oh my god, Mistress A here. I just wanted to congratulate you on a year on your podcast. Absolutely amazing. I have to say, you've really outdone yourself going this long doing this. I am so honored to be able to work um, with you and alongside of so many other powerful women who just really set the bar in feminization. And um, yeah, what a beautiful thing to have brought all of us together. And I am so looking forward to continue working with you and maybe even hashing out a couple scenarios we could definitely give your listeners something to enjoy. Anyway, congratulations again. I look forward to many, many more years together. It was not how I would have ever expected to be spending my 18th birthday before this year began. Another thing the girls didn't tell me was that they hadn't invited friends. It was an all-female group, but there were 12 girls. I knew all of them, but there were four or five there that I didn't know knew about me. They had all brought birthday presents for me as well. My paranoia was already running so high. But one look at all the girly pink and purple wrapping paper was all I needed to know that I really didn't want to open any of the presents. I already had a good idea of what was inside. The party, at least, involved plenty of alcohol and I happily partook of several screwdrivers to try to calm myself down. I began to settle down a little, and that's when I saw Amanda nod to Cheryl. Cheryl and Tracy went out to their car to get something. If the name Cheryl and Tracy seem familiar, think way back to the first night when I was taped to a chair at the lounge at school. They were two girls who would refuse to untape me because they didn't want to upset the girls who tied me up in the first place. Like some sissy Ponzi scheme, a pansy scheme if you will. There were levels of participation in this little project that was my feminization. Amanda was a CEO. She was the ultimate shock hauler who was, for all practical purposes, my mistress. 
Deanna, Karen, and Wendy were the board of directors, and they had all the same power over me that Amanda did. The only difference was that Amanda could overrule them. Next were maybe 12 to 15 students from the dorm who were active participants but knew everything that was going on. They would watch me do humiliating things or raid their closets back home for old clothes they didn't want anymore. That group only had two boys. Jim was Deanna's high school sweetheart, and they had picked DuPont for college so they wouldn't have to break up or try to do a long-distance relationship. He wasn't really an active participant, nor did he try to restrain Deanna's wilder instincts. If anything, I'd say he looked at Deanna's involvement with the way some girlfriends look at their boyfriend's involvement with fantasy football. It was a harmless thing to be tolerated, but no real part of their relationship. I've already mentioned my roommate Brett. Even though he loaned them the key that led to their ultimate blackmail, he was mostly neutral in the whole thing, relieved that it wasn't him trying to master walking in heels. When Cheryl and Tracy returned from the car, they were carrying a pink and black cake box. There was a lot of hooting and hollering from the girls in the hotel room, who obviously knew more of what was going on than I did. It turns out that nearly 20 miles from our campus was La Bakery Erotic, and that was where the girls chose to get my birthday cake. The cake was a monstrosity of whipped cream and sponge cake that proved even a dessert can humiliate a sissy in the right context. The cake itself was a round birthday cake. Unfortunately, sticking straight up from the cake was a large, realistic-looking chocolate penis, with whipped cream at the tip and realistic donut hole type balls. Around the penis, the words Happy Birthday Kylie, Make a Wish and Blow, were written in the icing in a very fancy script. I blushed profusely as the girls hooted and hollered. We were going with the princess theme, said Deanna, but then we heard about the X-rated bakery. Much better choice, agreed Sherry. The cake was sliced up for the girls, but I was given the penis off the top. Of course, while the girls dug into their pieces with forks, I had to pick up my piece and seductively lower my mouth, simulating fellatio. Many cameras came out to capture my shame. This was the party where I learned an important lesson. It wasn't enough to merely do what the girls told me. They wanted enthusiasm, too. When the gifts came out, I was already about done. The cake had been the final straw. I was handed a pink package by Deanna. I didn't like the look of it. The wrapping looked so girly. Taking it from her, I tore off the ribbon and wrapping paper and opened the gift. The box was fuchsia and white and contained a pair of heels. The shoes were silver and they were like my black pumps, except that they had an open toe. Deanna beamed with pride. I thought shoes were one thing you needed most, she said. Also, the open toe will let you show off your pretty painted toes. Oh, those are adorable, said Wendy. Yeah, uh, thanks, I said. Next came a gift bag which contained a sexy green bra and panty set from Tracy. I blushed. It was just too strange to be opening lingerie in front of girls. I stammered out a quick thank you. Everybody could see how uncomfortable I was and began laughing. Next was a small gift box from Wendy. I could hear some rattling inside. It sounded a bit like jewelry, but I thought it was too heavy for that. 
I opened the box and the shiny steel pair of handcuffs fell into my lap. The girls all oohed and awed. This was a different type of embarrassment. Gee, thanks, Wendy. My pleasure. Why don't you try them on? Really? I sighed. What do you think? She asked rhetorically. I picked up the heavy cuffs and clumsily snapped them on my left wrist. I was about to shackle my right wrist when Wendy stopped me. Not like that. Cuff them behind your back. I felt ridiculous and helpless now that the cuffs were on me. Wendy had me get up and walk around the room to model my gift for all my guests. By the time she took off my cuffs, I was red as my shoes. I felt ridiculous and helpless now that the cuffs were on me. Wendy had me get up and walk around the room to model my gift for all the guests. By the time she took off my cuffs, it was as red, I was as red as my shoes. The next gift was a similar box. It had been given to me by Stephanie Hull. She was the girl that started all this when I told her that it was a shame that the doctor and nurse were two different majors. She had been very active that first night, but went to bed early. She was very aware of my situation and enjoyed it immensely. I received over $200 in Victoria's secret gift cards that night, as well as various lingerie, a couple of dresses, and maybe most worrisome, pierced earrings. I hadn't been in the mood for this party to begin with, and I guess as I opened girly gift after girly gift, I became more and more annoyed. You know, I'm getting tired of your bad attitude, said Amanda. Bad attitude? You didn't really think I'd want any of this crap, did you? It's the thought that counts. You could have at least made an effort. I have been, I snapped. I opened my gift from Amanda. It was a couple of gifts in white wrapping paper with a pink ribbon and bows. The first gift was a book called Making Faces, which was a makeup how-to book, and quite good, actually. Underneath it was a makeup starter kit. It was kind of like the palette that I already had bought after my first makeover at Macy's, but it had more brushes and about half a dozen lipsticks. Great makeup, I said, tossing the gift on the bed. That's it, exclaimed Wendy. I don't care what you do, but I'm not going to let this little bitch talk to you like that. I'm not putting up with it either, said Amanda. Let's try out the new cuffs. I was quickly grabbed and my wrists were cuffed again behind my back. Wendy, do you have any ideas on an appropriate punishment, asked Amanda. I'm sure something will come to us. If I could make a suggestion, interjected Stephanie, how about the birthday spankings? If I could make a suggestion, interjected Winston. If I could make a suggestion, interjected Stephanie. How about birthday spankings? That's really good, clapped Amanda. A large number of the girls in the room cheered. Okay, sissy, you will bend over in front of each woman in this room who will give you as many spankings as she wants, up to 18. Also, be sure to thank her when she's done, ordered Amanda. No, I said barely loud enough to be heard. What did you say, sissy? asked Amanda. Yes, mistress. I replied not wanting to make things worse than they had already become. As I made my way around the room, some girls gave me a few soft taps. But some of the girls were there on Deanna's softball team, and the motion of hitting a softball is damn close to the motion of spanking somebody, and these girls were strong. 
It wasn't long until tears had come to my eyes, and even the gentlest of slaps from the slightest girls caused me pain. Still, I made the rounds and thanked all of them. I could see that some of them relished punishing a guy like this. Some of them felt very naughty, and I believe a couple of them even felt sorry for me. When we were done with the spankings, I was put to bed. They decided to not tie my ankles or anything in case there was a fire or an emergency. Besides, where would I go dressed like this with handcuffs? The girls went out for the night drinking and partying. I don't know if they intended to take me with them. I might have been lucky enough to have dodged going out looking like some 1950s sweet 16 party girl, but this certainly wasn't how I expected to spend my 18th birthday. Things calmed down a bit after my birthday. It was almost time for Christmas, so I plugged away. My grades started out terribly, but what's the point of spending all this time training a sissy just to have him flunk out? My grades had rebounded. The girls made sure of it. They started playing a sadistic game with me, where they would tie me to a chair with my hands in front of me. Every time I missed a vocabulary word or a conjugation, they would paint a fingernail. Inevitably, I left the room with a full set of painted fingernails. The other part of French I hated was the sketches. Our professor loved to have us act out little plays for the class. The very first one we did required us to work in ten short phrases. The sketches were very simple, and nobody put much thought into them. Are you going to the library? Yes, I will go to the library at three. Very good. Be sure to bring a pencil. I will bring my yellow pencil. This was not death of a salesman by any sense of the imagination. We chose our own group, so I was with Deanna and Amanda, of course, as well as a tall brunette girl named Margot, and what I think was her boyfriend, a guy named Sam. We met at the library one night. This shouldn't be too tough, said Sam. There are a lot of food words, so I was thinking about grocery shopping or eating at a restaurant. That's a great idea, said Margot. That is a good idea, agreed Amanda, but... But what, asked Deanna. I will, I didn't do so well in the first quiz, she said. And Steve flunked it. Well, said Sam, you won't flunk this assignment. I was just hoping we could get an A, said Amanda. We could try, said Margot. It sounds like you have an idea, said Deanna. Well, what if we really overdid it, said Amanda? Costumes, music, everything? I'd be willing to put in a little extra if you could guarantee an A, agreed Deanna. Yeah, sure, said Margot. I'm in. What do you have in mind? Well, I have a friend who dances. We can get a couple of can-can girl costumes, said Amanda. I'm liking this already. How about you, Steve? asked Sam. Yeah, sure, I replied. Every time somebody says can, we can play the music and our can-can girl can dance. It's not exactly highbrow, but I think it will go over big, explained Amanda. So which of you are going to be the two dancers? asked Sam with a lecherous grin on his face. I'll be one, volunteered Margot. I was hoping you would, said Amanda. You've got the legs for it. I'll do it, said Deanna. I was thinking about that, said Amanda. These are sexy costumes. This might look too sexist. I think we should have Sam or Steve do it. No way, said Sam, physically backing up. Relax, said Deanna. I think if anybody's going to do it, Steve has got the body for it. No offense, but I think he'd look a lot better. Yeah, now that you mention it, he would make a very pretty girl, said Margot. 
Have you ever dressed up as a girl before? Yeah, uh, once or twice, I replied. I was stuck. They could have pulled off my clothes and showed them my lingerie right then and there. It wasn't like I could say no to performing. Would you be willing to do it? Asked Amanda. We'll make sure you look incredible. Yeah, I'm a whiz with makeup. Would you? Pleaded Margo. Sorry, man. Better you than me, asked Sam. Sure, I'll do it, I said. Terrific, cheered Amanda. I mean it, said Margo. I can make you look hot. Oh, go for it, Margo, said Deanna. The girls knew I'd be more embarrassed having this strange girl I didn't know doing my makeup than I'd be with either of them doing it. I knew damn well that Amanda didn't have a friend who could loan her a can-can girl costume. But somehow she got them. We met in a study room at the library to get ready. The costume consisted of red and black off-the-shoulder dress that was multi-tiered and was slit down the middle. Black fishnet hose, black leather high heel boots, a wig, red elbow-length gloves, and a red feather for my hair. Of course, Amanda had been sure to pack a strapless bra and ruffled panties as well. That's some costume, said Margot. Are you okay with it? asked Deanna. Sure, it looks great. I'm just thinking of poor Steve, she admitted. He'll be fine, said Amanda. Won't you, Steve? Oh, yeah, it's no big deal, I lied. Sure enough, Margot took her time making me over, ooing and aahing over and over, telling me how girly I looked. That was exactly what I didn't want to hear at that moment. You are going to be amazing, said Sam. You look like a hot chick. You even shaved your body hair. Yeah, your legs are amazing, agreed Margot. I'm jealous. After a bunch of pictures were taken by Deanna, we made our way across the campus towards the Liberal Arts Building where French class met. I probably passed all right, but when you have two girls in can-can costumes, and when one of them is over six feet tall in her heels, you're going to get attention. When we walked into class, everybody was shocked. We were all in costume, but Amanda was wearing a cheesy mustache, putting her hair up under a beret and wearing an apron. Sam's costume was a bow tie, and Deanna wore an apron and carried a loaf of French bread. The professor's eyes got huge when he came into the room and saw us. Wow, I was not expecting costumes, he said. If nobody has a problem, I'd like to let this group go first. Those can-can girl costumes are great, but I don't think they'll be very comfortable in them waiting to perform. The rest of the class agreed, and we took our spots. The professor waited attentively to grade us when he suddenly came to a problem. He didn't recognize one of the can-can dancers. Is there a problem, professor? asked Amanda. I think you all look amazing, but I don't recognize this one, he said perplexed. That's Steve, said Deanna cheerfully. That was also the first moment that the entire class noticed what was up, and they couldn't believe it. They cheered and whistled. Some of them even banged on their desk. I know, said Margot. I did his makeup and I can't believe it either. We did our sketch and it was nearly incomprehensible as far as I can tell. But everyone laughed and the professor gave us an A+, mostly because of the effort and entertainment value. The applause we got from the students was thunderous. Thank you so much for such an entertaining presentation, he said. Feel free to go change and come back with your regular clothes. 
That's when it hit me. The girls had taken my regular clothes when we had gotten ready to go to the library, and I had no idea what they had done with them. I had nothing to change into. I was envious as I saw Margot with a backpack heading to the washrooms. The desk in the French class were the type that was a chair with an arm attached so you could use it to write on. It was all in one piece. Unfortunately, it was about the worst type of desk to sit while wearing a can-can outfit. With the slit in front, it was a constant circle not to have the dress open, thus exposing the ridiculous panties I was wearing. I was so glad when the period finally ended. Margot and Sam both thanked me for taking one for the team, but my mind was on getting back to the dorm and getting my clothes off. Unfortunately, Deanna and Amanda had other ideas. They took me out to lunch just to delay me. There I sat eating in the student union in full can-can. Things would calm down for a while, but inevitably, these girls would find a way to humiliate me, and my classes were a perfect time. In speech class, I still remember the look on my professor's face when I got up and gave a 20-minute speech on the most important person of the 20th century. No cross-dressing was involved, but Coco Chanel was not the choice most guys would have made. I wouldn't have either, had I been allowed to pick my own candidate, instead of rambling on about how the little black dress changed everything. Hello, this is Faith O'Shea, and I am honoured to be part of Kylie's first anniversary. It's come to my attention, though, that with so many currently at home, some men are becoming worried that they may be indulging in too much self-pleasure. But right now, it's probably a safer bet for you to be keeping that penis to yourself. Therefore, and please, do listen closely, you hereby have full permission to masturbate as much as you please. So cue up some of Kylie's naughty stories and enjoy yourself thoroughly, shamelessly. Thank you so much uh, for listening. And also, thank you so much for a great first year. I think there's been four weeks the entire year where my audience numbers haven't increased in that particular week. So in other words, out of 48, out of 52 weeks, in 48 of them, the audience has increased. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I really appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening in. It, it makes a big difference. Um, please give me some feedback. Uh, I really do have a lot of questions about where we're going. Uh, interviews, are they a good thing? Are they a bad thing? I don't know. So far, I've gotten... I think three people, and most of them have all really enjoyed the uh, the audios out of the people who've emailed me in the last couple of weeks. But let me know if you if you enjoy the interviews or not. My email is k y l i e g a b l e at yahoo.com. I promise you, as long as you're willing to keep listening to them, as long as I can get these amazing dominant women to keep recording them. I will keep writing them, and I will keep producing this podcast. Thanks for a great year. I hope we have a whole lot more together. I'll be back next week. Have a great week.
Hey Kylie, it's Miss Jen Davis here. Thanks again for having me on your show the other day. I mean, it just gives me so many more opportunities to uh, tease and humiliate you. And you know how much I love publicly humiliating you. I get such a thrill out of it. And I can't wait for our next interview. Because you know I'm going to be just as ruthless. And I've got so many wicked things in store for you, Kylie. Oh, you are never going to live this down. I almost feel bad for you. But I don't. Because I'm getting too much pleasure out of this. I just have so much fun. Just torturing you like this. Oh, so much fun. Wow, said Crystal. There's nothing masculine left on his face. Some of my girlfriends are less pretty than he is right now. What do you think? Asked Ashley from behind him. Feels weird, doesn't it? Knowing that you look better as a woman than you ever did as a man. Everybody was feminizing. Those kicks were fast as lightning In fact, it was a little bit frightening How fast they had us in bindings There were lots of sissy boys Becoming sissy girls They were painting our nails And putting our hair in curls Makeup is not And everyone knew their part Wearing dresses and slips, we all swayed our hips Cause everyone was feminizing Those kicks were fast as lightning In fact, it was a little surprising How fast they had us in bindings There was Sister Cindy Smith and Princess Granny Crumb he said, here comes the mistress. Let's get this stuff on. Now, I'm going to untie you. And you get a nut back tie. And start getting ready. Everybody was feminizing. Those kicks were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. How fast they had us in bindings Come on, pucker up. I think you're about ready for showtime.